Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. This is episode number 31 with Cassie Lambert. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and business coach, and I've decided to bring on other successful entrepreneurs to share their story of how they are helping others to do the impossible. Today, my guest, Cassie, she is an Army veteran. She's an online strength coach, and she's been featured in Self, Shape, Men's Health, and Oxygen Magazine. She is a fitness instructor who helps women break free from the fads and the frustrations so that they can lift their way to a strong rock and bod. Welcome, Cassie. Hi. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on, and uh, you have... Such an amazing story and how you've built your business and, you know, just even now talking to you about some of your, uh, the magazines you've been featured in. So I'm really excited to talk about your journey. Let's start with the, the very beginning. Like how did you as a woman start to lift weights and really get into that? Yeah. So I, I kind of did it by, I guess, accident or it was never intentional. So I know a lot of people go to the gym because they're like, oh, you know, I want to lose weight or they want to look better or whatever the case may be. But for me, I joined the army and I learned really quickly how weak I was. And so when I was in basic training, getting my butt kicked, I made a decision early on that I cannot have this happen when I deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan once I got to my first unit. So I got out of basic training and I walked into the gym and I just started figuring things out. I'd always been more of a cardio person before that. Gosh, I mean, carrying a rucksack would like force me to bend over. Like I didn't have the strength to even carry the equipment that I was required to carry. So I just said, I, this can't, I, this can't be happening. <laughs> are going to depend on me. Um, or I didn't want to be seen as a weak female in a male dominated, obviously area. And so I just said, I started lifting weights. I goes, I got to fix this. I at least need to be seen as an equal in terms of strength. That's amazing. So what was it that made you realize that lifting weights was a lot better than the cardio? Cause I know that a lot of women that might be listening, even when they're thinking about this, they're like, Ooh, you know, I'm going to get really, you're going to get really, really big. And you know, all of that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, even like, I think back to like gym class, like when I was in high school, the guys went to the weight room in gym class and the girls went over here and did like the aerobic stuff. Yeah. And so even from like a younger age, we were separated out on what fitness was supposed to be. And so it still took me a while, even after I started weight training to be like, okay, I need to cut down the cardio. I need to cut down the cardio. But then time becomes a problem and you're like, well, I got to choose one. I don't have three hours. And so once I saw the way my body changed and the way I even felt as I got stronger, it was so much easier to cut out those long hours on the treadmill, on the elliptical, on the, you know, crazy cardio fitness classes that are normally always geared towards women. So it, it was a growing pain. I fought it for a while, but eventually it just started to make so much more sense when I saw how strong I was getting. So what are some of the hurdles you personally faced in starting your business and how did you overcome them? Whew. So <laughs> I think we're always still overcoming hurdles, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think the very, the hardest thing, especially because I'm in the fitness space is that imposter syndrome. When 
I am looking to other females in the fitness space who look perfect, quote unquote, perfect. Right. Yeah. And you go in and going, Oh, am I pretty enough? Am I ripped enough? Am, are people even going to want to hear what I have to say when they can go to somebody else who has a million followers and listen? Oh my gosh. I've, I had that same thought today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was overcoming the very first turtle was overcoming a fear that said, somebody needs to hear it from me. Like I'm going to say my message in a unique way that I don't have to worry about what somebody else is doing. Once I got over that, then I could be more present and visible and have my voice with confidence. So that was definitely hurdle number one. Hurdle number two was actually being okay with the slow growth process. So you know how we're always in with Facebook ads, make your first six figures in 90 days or whatever, you know, the new ploy is and everything. And so you're constantly as a new entrepreneur hit with that stuff. And you're, and then when you don't make your first six figures in 90 days or even make, you know, four figures, you're like, is there something wrong with me? So once I came to terms with being like, you know what, I don't have to be, I don't have to grow a hundred times over month to month. I just need to be better than what I was last month, than what I was last year and the year before. And if I can always be growing there, like if I can not only be growing my audience and my community, but also yes, my income, then I know I truly am successful and I'm doing things right. That's really good. So for some of the women that are think, listening out there and you know, I've got a lot of men that listen as well. What would you say if they're struggling to stay in shape? Like maybe they're like, well, yeah, lifting weight sounds great, but I can't even keep weight off. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think we sometimes, especially if it's the weight question, I think we sometimes say, oh, well, I want to lose weight. Once I lose weight, I'll start lifting. And I say just the opposite. The vehicle to lose weight should include the lifting. And we also think we have to do a million things at once. Like, well, I can't dedicate two hours. Well, you don't have to. Do you have 30 minutes? Do you have 45 minutes, three days a week? I would say almost every single person can say yes to that. All right, let's start there. Let's start with what you have and what you can for sure commit to. When we make these lofty goals, especially in the new year, it's like, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week and be there for an hour and a half. And I'm going to prep all my food. No, you're not. If if you weren't doing that in December, you're not going to go that hard in January. Small changes then leads to big growth. And then maybe it was three days for 45 minutes and then it's four days for 45 minutes. And then it's five days. Like it's, we overwhelm ourselves with thinking we have to do so much when really we can start very small and create those habits to be where it becomes a natural part of our routine. Start there first. Yeah. That sounds really good because I mean, I love lifting weights and I've had, we've talked a little bit where, you know, I, I, entered some of the the fitness challenges and, you know, did all of that myself. And I sometimes even now, if I'm, you know, I have weights that are in my living room. I always keep my weight bench in my living room and Uh it's, it's not attractive, (laughs) but it's easy for me to just, you know, walk over and start lifting weights, you know, even if I'm watching TV or something. Mm But um, I think back to when I was, you know, in these fitness challenges and it was, you know, you're obviously competing with other people. So, and you have a timeline and, you know, I would map out all of my, my exercise for a week. But when you do that, 
just out of the gate like that, and it's not mm -hmm. small, it so impacts your schedule, and you're tired because you're working out, you know, yeah. extra, and you, you know, you don't think about that, and then I think that's why some people quit. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever I talk to a new client or a new potential client on the phone, they're like, well, how many days should I be working out? Well, how many days do you think you can work out? Then let them like tell me and they go, okay, yeah, that's perfect. Let's make a plan that fits that. And they're like, oh really? Like, it's like a, it's like a shocking thing. They're, they're waiting for me to tell them these certain rules they have to follow to succeed. But I first want to see what they have to give. And now let's make the plan molded to them. And then maybe it'll change over time, but you don't have to start out the gate kicking down the door because you'll get burnt out that way. Yeah. It's overwhelming and it's just too much. That's so true. <laughs> you have a couple of online programs. I want to talk to you uh, about this one. It's a six step blueprint to lift with confidence and stress less around food. Mm -hmm. Can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah. So that is, and your listeners can actually get access to this for free. So either if we've been dabbling with fitness for years, or we've, you know, tried every diet on the planet, because most of us have, sometimes we just need to go back down to the basics to center ourselves. So I created this six step blueprint to kind of cancel out the white noise and just talk about the basics. So I go over the basic movements the row, the squat, the deadlift. And then I give you a three-day plan. All right, you have the basics. Here's your three-day full body plan. How easy is that? And then let's talk about the food. Stop with all the diet craze or the new thing out there. Like, how do you feel about food? What has food done for you both emotionally and physically? A lot of times we'll have this negative connotation around food, emotional eating. We're like, emotional eating's bad. You know, I ate a pint of ice cream because I was upset. And I'm like, yeah, but do you remember when you had those Christmas cookies with your family when you were 10 years old? Well, yeah, well, that was emotional, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so emotional eating can have positive connotations. What's that favorite recipe your grandma made? What is your favorite time of year or barbecue that you have with friends and family? It's all surrounded by food. So breaking apart this idea that food can have negativity, it can actually have positivity with it too, is a huge part of that six-step blueprint. So some of the clients that you've had in the past, mm -hmm. what kind of testimonies have you seen, you know, how they've been able to transform their life? Because I know just from walking through that and, and lifting weights myself, how much it transformed my life. So I'd love to hear some of those stories. Yeah. There's, so there's a lot of times I, there's a couple main takeaways. So I am not the person as a coach, I don't share tons of before and after pictures. And the reason I don't is because I see much bigger transformations with that, with my clients than just a, oh, well, I was a size 13 or whatever, and now I'm a size six. That doesn't tell the full story. So a transformation for so many of my clients is, man, I used to stress so much about the scale, but I haven't lost a pound, and yet I'm in the pair of jeans that I, could, that I wore pre-kids. Or I thought that I couldn't have this do not eat list. And now I just went on a date with my husband and I'm not stressing about enjoying myself over a couple glasses of wine. Like that can't be told in a before and after picture. Yeah. Like that's a transformation that happens in your head that you take for a lifetime. Because most of us gain and lose pounds over and over again every year for decades on end, right? Like there's weight fluctuations all the time. 
So what are transformations that we can have that aren't always based on the physical? Oh my gosh, I was so scared to go into the weight room and now I'm like rocking it. Guys are coming up to me and asking me what I'm doing because they have seen me transform from the scared person in the corner bicep curling to like back squatting. So those are the type of feedback that I get from a lot of my clients. It is these mental transformations that don't always you know, that always can't be summed up in a picture or like a before and after and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, you know, and that makes me think about when, when I first started lifting and I'd go to the gym, I'm the only woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these. And then I remember one time I literally hurt myself because yeah. there was all these men around and they're, they're, you know, really gigantic, lifting massively heavy weights that just your average male is going to lift weights that are like, you know, 50 times heavier than my body. <laughs> it's completely intimidating as a woman. And it's like, you know, here I am with my five pounders, or in some cases, three pounds. <laughs> and it is really easy to, especially if you're in a gym where you know, like Gold's Gym or something where they don't have like a section for women and not feel a little bit intimidated and yeah. freaked out about all of that. That's part of the reason why I, I invested in all these weights in my home because I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to be able to do this in, in my home, you know? Yeah, gym intimidation is real and you shouldn't have to feel bad for it either. And it's not, I think a lot of times it's not the other people's fault either. It's something we've decided in our own heads. So People be like, oh, well, the guys are intimidating. They just showed up and did what they were always doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're looking at me. Yes, you're a foreign creature that they're not used to seeing. <laughs> and, and don't take it as a, they're judging you. It's like a lot of times it's, man, it's nice to see a female who is lifting. It, you can't assume there's a negative, a negative mindset when somebody's looking at you. Sometimes it's just like, wow, hey, like, it's really great. I wish my daughter would lift. I wish my wife would lift. Or, hey, you know, if my wife came in here, would you give her some pointers? Like, like, don't assume that's like, why is she here? She's taking up my space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I think for myself personally, I think it comes from my own childhood because when I was about 13 years old, my dad lifted and he mm -hmm. would work out with Mr. America's. Yeah. And um, he'd bring me in there at 3 a.m. when all of them were working out. Yeah. And, you know, at 13, you know, I, it made a huge impression on me, obviously. I didn't lift until I got to a point in my life where it I, you know, was in a car accident. The doctor said, you, you have to lift, you know. Yeah. I knew it was an option. It did kind of, I think, because my dad brought me around these huge guys and he kind of uh, at one point I was joking with Mr. one Mr. America and I can't remember which one it was. I made fun of him because he wore two different shoes in the gym. Like he, you know, he forgot. And I was laughing as a little girl, you know, yeah. and my dad was like, don't ever talk to a big guy like that. He's going to kill me. You know? <laughs> and he's like, especially don't do that to the owner, you know? Oh, so, funny. so at that point I was like, don't ever talk to a big man. <laughs> it lifts weights. I think it was ingrained in me. That's and hilarious. this day, man, I will, if I'm in a gym and there's a guy lifting weights, I will not joke about his shoes if they do not match. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh see, so I have some fun with this. So sometimes, so I work out, we live on a military base. So 
I work out at a military dominated gym. Now, a commercial gym, there will be some females in the weight room. In yeah. a military gym, you're talking like it's extra, extra male dominated. So sometimes they'll, I've gotten a couple comments like about something. I was like, hey, wasn't I just lifting more than you? Like, even if I wasn't, yeah. it's just, it's fun. It's banter. Like, you have to have fun with it because once again, I, I do think it's, I do see more and more women hopping in. Don't get me wrong. Like a decade ago, I really did feel like the Lone Ranger, but now I see some like onesies, twosies. Sometimes they'll be like five at the same time, you know, a huge number actually. And you got to have some fun with it. Like, because you, <laughs> you just got to, you know, you got to push back. You got to harass them a little bit, but it's all in good fun. Like it's, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what did you bench? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I can just be like, wow, you were doing that wrong. Like, my husband's 6'5", so I think I'm married to one of the big guys, so it's even less <laughs> so It's a little less intimidating. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I'm, I mean, he, like, lifted before we met, but then, like, he got away from it, and then, you know, over the last, like, five, six years, it's kind of just, you know, it's a part of his life now, because he knew that he wants to see me more, come hang out with me at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, if you were not doing this as a profession, what other profession would you ever want to do? Yeah. You know, and that's a tough question only because before I transitioned to training and coaching, I was an interrogator in the military. And I would definitely say that was a dream job. Like I loved being an interrogator in the military. So I've got to do one of already one of the things that I absolutely loved. But if I switched again, or if I could have like a dream, like would be, it would totally be like a star on Broadway. Like I, (laughs) 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 yep. (laughs) like when I was a kid, I was convinced that I was going to be like the lead role in something. And so, you know, when you dream as a child. Um, so yeah, so if like I could, like that would definitely be the next step. I don't think I'd get hired. I don't think I have the pipes for it, but a girl can dream, right? Right, definitely. (laughs) That's really cool. So what has been your truth that has, that you've held to as you've moved forward, you've succeeded in your business really also with the consistency of staying in the gym on top of coaching all these women Mm -hmm. to succeed in the same way. Yeah. So, um, For me, I guess my truth is it's a matter of at least like, like in the business side and even in the training side, it's, well, you know, if you fail, should you be doing this at all? Or if you can't stick with it, should be doing this all. And I just don't look at failures the same way. Like failures are learning experiences and you only fail if you don't get up again. So I've never really failed. I mean, I've gotten knocked back several times, laid on the ground, flat on my back, didn't think I could get back up but I've never truly failed because I've never stayed down and taking that from the entrepreneurship side can go straight to the fitness side as well. Be like, well, I missed two weeks or I didn't do good that month or during Christmas I did horrible. Okay. So how are you going to change that now? Like there's no true thing as a failure. It's when you completely quit, then you have failed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's taking everything as a learning experience in every different area of your life and applying it so you can continue. I mean, we're on this earth for 60, 70, 80 years. We have so much time to succeed. <laughs> That's so true. 
yeah. all the time in the world, but yet we put these, we put ourselves in a box. Well, it has to happen this month. Or if I can't reach it in 12 months or two years, then it's not worth it. But it really is worth it because you still have another 30, 40 years to live. Like that's just crazy to me when people say, well, if it can't happen in this short amount of time, then either there's something wrong with me or I'm just going to give up. Yeah. Because even with fitness, I think too, like, or anything that you're doing, you can have a certain level of success, even if it's not like, you know, massive success, you can still have a certain level until you're ready to take things to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I also think that, especially in terms of your training and fitness and stuff, if it's always about needing to look a certain way, it won't last. You've got to make sure it's got to become something else. So for me at the beginning, it was about, I need to get strong. So I don't like, so I can carry my own weight in Iraq. But now it's really a therapy. Like, listen, I need to go work out in order to clear my head so I can be a better mother. So I can be a better wife. So I can be a better coach, a better businesswoman. That is my place. That's my therapy. Gym is my therapy. And so if I did it just because I always wanted bigger muscles or I always just wanted to get stronger, yeah, I don't, I don't think it would stick, but if we can find another, it's an outlet for something else or understanding how much it helps us be productive, it becomes a lifetime approach to exercise. Yeah, that's really good. I do want to mention that you have a couple of different programs that you coach people online as well. Yeah. Do you want Um, to talk about those a little bit? Yeah. So my main program is my 12 week lift like a boss program where I help women go from body weight to barbell in 12 weeks. Um, I'm actually wrapping up enrollment for that right now and everything. So that is my, my big group coaching program. And what I love about group coaching is like the camaraderie behind it. So and everybody's in the Facebook group together. And so, you know, some days they can go in there and be like, wow, Cassie, <laughs> that workout was tough. I'm kind of mad at you. And then everybody else will pile on, you know, <laughs> but it's also a place to, you know, say, Hey, I'm not doing that great today. And so not only can I come in and be like, Hey, what happened? How did your day go? How can we fix it? But they've got 15, 20 other women saying, Hey, me too. Or, you know, I didn't have a good day yesterday. You've got this. So it's so nice as a coach to not only coach individually, but have a group of women that can surround each other and be kind of like this tribe as they go through the program and overcome some major obstacles, fear in the weight room, not being able to fit the workout in. And sometimes that bringing shame or like they failed or something, they haven't kind of overcoming that stuff. And then of course there's a overcoming that emotional eating and, and, and everything piece to it as well. That's my baby. My lift like a boss program is where I light up and, you know, my clients just fill my cup. But then I also do take people one-on-one because not everybody, some people love to have a customized program that is like just for them. Or some of my clients are getting ready for like a Spartan race. And so they want something very specific tailored to them so they can hit those obstacles while also being able to run in between. I have another client who um, she wants to do rock climbing and wants to just build some basic strength so she can get into rock climbing and everything. So while I do have a group program, I do take people, I do work with women one-on-one and men too, actually. All my men are one-on-one if I do work with men. A lot of my old soldiers have come back to me and I've worked with them and stuff like that. So to help people for very individual goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice 
when you first started out as an entrepreneur, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, piece of advice would definitely going to be, it's going to be a tough road, but you know what? You're going to make it like, it, it's going to be tough. Like be prepared for some days where you're just like, what am I doing? Do, do, like you're going to have second guess yourself a lot, but you just got to pick yourself right back up, go right back at it again and just give value, be there for people. Show up is like number one. I don't know. Was that like 10 things? <laughs> <laughs> so <many> things. <laughs> it's so true though. You know, I think that that's, is one common thing that everyone goes through and mm -hmm. especially, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, you, you do a lot of your work by yourself. And so it's, yeah. you, don't, you don't have that sounding board always to, of those that are around you that are going through the same thing. <laughs> oh, exactly. And my husband looks at me cross-eyed. Like he'll just be like, okay, sweetie. I'm like, oh, why can't don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> I told you that I'm switching CRMs because I don't like the one that I'm using right now. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> What's Wait, a CRM again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. You know, I, and, and it, what's interesting about that, I think I went to just a regular entrepreneur group of more the brick and mortar, you know, mm -hmm. type of entrepreneur. And, you know, I do all the online stuff. And, um, they're all looking at you like one eye thinking, why do you do it? You know, like not quite getting you. Uh -huh. And, and there was a few people in the audience that ha had some questions around, you know, building businesses online and, and they're like, we don't, we're not into being famous. There's no like, and I thought to myself, okay, so this, that was my first realization of there, this is not the type of entrepreneur I am. <laughs> yeah. right. That's so, the famous comment is hilarious. That, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, explaining to people what you do. So what do you do? Oh, I'm, an, I'm an online trainer. What's that? Well, and it's like, oh, their eyes glaze over too. And you're like, you know what? Just come, just come to Facebook, hang out with me, hang out with me on the internet for a little bit. You'll understand that way because I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's true because people will ask me too. They're like, you know, uh, what again do you do? Like, how do you, how do people make money? Like what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you're buying the products. You don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to find those other people that, that do that are in the same um, kind of niche that you are in, in a way or have the same yeah. business model. Cause it is crazy. Mm -hmm. how it's completely different. Uh -huh. And like and that one guy that said he didn't, wasn't into being into being famous. He's actually a relative of Casey Neistat. Okay. He, that's yeah, got the yeah. big YouTube channel yeah. and yeah, he's related to him. Like, yeah, he's, he's got this channel and stuff and, and he, but I'm against it. And I'm like, that's oh. so bizarre. <laughs> like his family. Now I know Casey's family members don't like his channel, you know, like. Oh, that's funny. So he had a one vision of what it meant to be online. And that's like, well, it's a YouTube channel. And yeah. Face is so much more multifaceted than that. Yeah. And it's completely <laughs> different. I'm like, okay, so my channel is kind of small. 
but I still get clients from my channel and uh, you don't have to have 500,000 people to yeah. be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, that's, that's so funny. Like, okay, um, I get that that's one way, but you do realize there's like so many other ways you can do this whole online thing. Especially yeah. brick and mortar businesses need to understand the power of online that can help get people in their door. Oh, so, yeah. But I know it's a learning curve. It really is. Yeah, it really, really is. I want to mention your website and it's CassieLynnLambert.com and I will put that on my website. Your Instagram is Cassie Lynn Lift and uh, your Facebook group is the same. So I will put all of those on my website as well. And also if, if you're listening and you want to get the six step blueprint to lift with confidence and stress less around food, you can get that for free and I'll put that on my website as well. Awesome. Love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, before we go, let's just talk about this really quick. Absolutely. Uh, Let's do it. (laughs) You were featured in like self and shape and men's health and oxygen. Talk a little bit about that and some of the, you know, the articles that you've written and, and what you were in those magazines for. So a couple of them, I've actually written the articles um, for men's health self and oxygen specifically that and then with shape I just had a feature in there with some other trainers and and stuff like that so for the ones that I actually was the author of the articles that was a lot of pitching and rejection so if you are listening and you are an entrepreneur and you want to get your name in whatever maybe it's uh ink maybe it is forbes maybe it's just somebody who has a great entrepreneur blog be prepared for lots of rejection. <laughs> be prepared for lots of crickets when you send your emails and your pitch ideas, but also understand that the person on the opposite end is extremely busy. And how can you make your pitch stand out from the hundreds they are already getting? So speaking to who that magazine or outlet, their audience, like this is how I can help your audience. Like if you can talk more about how you can help them and leave the all about me section at the bottom, cause it's not all about you. That's at least a really good start. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long process, but I, I actually really enjoyed writing some stuff that was my voice. Yeah. That I could put my stuff out there that could reach a much bigger population and audience than I can in my own little space, you know, on Instagram or on Facebook and stuff like that. So with the men's health one, it was a a new year's Eve resolution article, like kind of not doing the most common things, very thinking very different on how to succeed. And with a self article, it was about beginner exercises. So it it was very into what I already love to teach people um, is overcoming that gym intimidation and the foundations that they can start with. And then just another one was about things that I had made mistakes on, you know, doing too much cardio, thinking I needed to train for three hours and, and stuff like that. So, but for anybody who wants to, you know, have their name in like a big publication, prepare your brain for rejection and always think about what they need and not what you need when you pitch them. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It's always exciting to listen to everything that others are going through and other entrepreneurs are walking through. For those of you that are listening, I want to thank you for listening in. And if you want more information about my podcast, you can go to acalltothrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening in and have a wonderful week.